0: Hello. Welcome back to Car Chum. I'm Tony. This time, all we need is a black leather chair and a spotlight to complete the set for Mike's specialist subject, Cars of TV and Film. Stand by to be impressed with an avalanche of knowledge. Hurrah! Hurrah! Cars of TV and Film. The star is the car. The car's the star. Has that been used on TV? program um, yes. name? Oh, okay
1: um it's been a couple of books and it's also been a column <laughs> that I used to write for a uh, for a certain classic car publication so yes it has been used
0: so in summary don't use that tony
1: oh, I'll be fine when no one will sue us
0: <laughs> so the thrust is you are into the whole idea of of celebrity car aren't you? last time you explained that you thought that cars had personality and mm. i i questioned it but left it at that. So today, in particular, when I suggested this idea, you said, "Oh yeah, I'm well into that." So over to you, Mike.
1: Oh, great. Okay. Um. Well, name name a name a film or a TV series, and we'll we'll start off with that. What What did you watch when you were younger, or what are you still watching now? That. But...
0: Um, Judge Judy.
1: Okay. Not an awful lot of cars in
0: that. Right. She's 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 probably more of limo anyway, isn't she? Let's be honest. Probably. The, the, so the, the
1: I was. I mean, you presumably parents used to occasionally let you watch Dukes of Hazard, didn't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. I mean,
1: that's that's the one that people do tend to remember. Um, started in the late seventies, I think it was nineteen seventy nine, and certainly in the UK there was a big glut of American television shows, mm-hmm. and there was an awful lot of the car chase shows. So you had. Dukes of Hazard, Night Rider, The Fall Guy, Chips, but they all had cars in there. You know, there's all these obscure shows that people don't remember. We what about
0: T.J. Um, Hooker? I saw that. T.J. Hooker. I saw that on um, the EPG the other day. Uh, um, William I did, Shatner. That's it. Was there a car in that? I didn't watch enough to remember.
1: Well, they actually filmed in California. It was a police hmm. show. T.J. Hooker. Sounds like it should be a show about a Mexican (laughs) prostitute, but was actually, that was the guy's name. He was a training sergeant. He taught all the the different different people police work. Right. And uh, graduates. And they tended to use genuine ex-California highway patrol cars, which at the time were 1978 or so Dodge Monaco's. The occasional Plymouth Fury.
0: And the, um, the Monaco, correct me if I'm wrong, was the star in, I'm going to surprise myself here, uh, was the star in the uh, Blues Brothers. Yes,
1: it was. Yeah, slightly earlier one, 1974 Dodge Monaco Okay. Uh, in the Blues Brothers. And I absolutely love the Blues Brothers, so we should probably keep that for a...
0: Pause on for a that
1: podcast of its of all its own but I seen that yeah since the, I was the a Dodge kid. Monaco any of these shows it was inevitably a Dodge Monaco or a Plymouth Fury which mm-hmm. was basically the exact same car with a different grill um and if it was filmed in California it was usually ex police cars so they were the ex police cars
0: genuine patrol interceptors whatever they call them because you can you can still buy the um the Crown Vic the Ford Crown Vic and there's still a stock of those being sold off isn't there in America There's you can a still few- get
1: They're getting very, very rare now. Uh, Genuine good ones.
0: I've looked at them several times and I really, really like them. That whole body on frame, kind of lazy V8, um, you know, steel wheel look. I think think they're absolutely terrific. I'm less keen on the ones that have got the, the plastic hose out. You know, you can be sick all over the back bench job. Ones there's, with, 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 the, with the glass types. in between, there are, yeah, yeah. Right. Um,
1: they also came with bulletproof front doors but not rear doors, really.
0: Yes, all, all, so all, all, see, all the interceptors,
1: um, all the police cars, the general well, police cars, they had Kevlar mm-hmm. lining in the front doors, passenger and driver's door, and in the boot as well. <laughs> so, obviously, they didn't need to protect anybody who was sat in the back seat because that was going to be a prisoner, but. <laughs> That's When you see them in the films and they're hiding behind... You know, they open the front yeah, door and dive yeah, yeah, behind yeah. it and start shooting. They are bulletproof doors.
0: Oh, you see, I've always just thought that's a load of old kind of Hollywood bunk.
1: Yeah. No, no. They Bulletproof doors, bulletproof uh, trunk lining. They had extra strengthening in the boot so they could survive a rear impact from, I think, about 70 miles an hour and still be OK. So if you were parked by the side of the road and a truck, hit, you, yeah. you're going to be OK if you sat in the yeah, car. You might,
0: you might get a bit of neck ache, but...
1: Oh, yeah, you might get whiplash, but you will survive. They also have um, tyres and wheels that you can drive over a curb Mm -hmm. about 50 to 60 miles an hour with no damage to either tyre or wheel.
0: Yeah, and I love love that steel wheel look. I think it's just terrific. (laughs) It's really good. But we're getting
1: completely off the point. We were going to be talking about film and TV cars Well, yeah, but they kind how of how are to buy though. A car.
0: Yeah, but, <laughs> No, but they are though, aren't they? Because I, I don't know what is most numerous in terms of appearing on screen, but surely it has to be the police interceptors and police cars. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they must be some of the most popular ever.
1: Well, this this is the thing um because certainly we're Hollywood based in California obviously and the local police, uh, California Highway Patrol, sell off their police cars every two to three years. Generally, it's always been since the 60s. They would sell them off every two to three years when they got to about 100,000 miles. And they would be sold cheap. So if you watch any of the 70s films and they've got five or six Dodge Monaco's, uh, Polaras, all the police cars at the time, they were genuine ex-police cars. They used to buy them for about $300, and these were cars that were scrupulously maintained, and it is heartbreaking to just see them rolled and crashed and mm-hmm. blown up, because they were usually big-engine V8s for the freeways, yeah. so you normally had the Pursuit cars that, as you say, the Interceptors are 7.2-litre, 440 in the case of the, um, the Mopars, um, the Chrysler cars, and... This is the reason they're so rare. You, you touched on the Blues Brothers earlier, and we will come back to that at a later date. But the amount there are of loads the
0: police... of them, aren't they? I haven't seen that film since I was a kid, but I don't know how many were smashed. You're going to tell me how, how many? But it was loads, wasn't it?
1: There were 14 Bluesmobiles, and there were about, depending on who you ask, between 92 <laughs> and 106 genuine ex-police wow. cars. Uh, 74 Dodge Monaco is one of the rarest police cars anywhere now, mm-hmm. because they only built a few hundred each year. Um, off the top of my head, and I... Tro- hang on. Um,
0: Sorry, what, what kind apologies of... Apologies for the edit point. No, 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 I'm no, 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 no. What, I'm interested in what, what,
1: what,
0: what physical contortion you're having to do to get a figure off the top of your head.
1: <laughs> police and taxi combined, 4,874. Right. For the year 1974. Okay. So most of those would have been taxis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So even if you had a thousand police cars and over a hundred of them were destroyed in the Bruce Brothers, <laughs> you know, they're, they're rare, rare cars now.
0: So they're all stateside cop cars but i was watching something or oh, some some time ago the bbc ran a a set of dramas starting with the night manager they there were two that followed after that and i can't remember what they're called but the last one um it's a bit of a shaggy dog story this because i can't remember what the drama was called i'm sure i will be informed by someone in the comments um but sure. <laughs> the, the, but it starred uh the w123 Merck um oh, and cross crossing okay. backwards and forwards i think it was sort of east to west germany It was that kind of storyline it was red a solid red that was was really quite a sort of um style star in it and the values of those have gone nuts recently as well haven't they
1: the i, I funnily enough i've got a couple of friends who own them um one of them's bought one and it's incredibly rusty and the other Guy owns one, and it's got a huge amount of electrical issues. So they both kind of hate these W123s right. at the moment. But they are generally an incredibly good, well-built, reliable Mercedes. Oh, I love them. Um, The reason they've become rare uh, and rarer than probably some of the other cars of the era is they're hugely, hugely popular in a number of desert countries. Yeah, um, where they you, you can still go out to. Some of the you know certain countries and find them in use as taxis because yeah. they're such strong vehicles. And there was a lively, much the same way as larders all got exported, there was a, a lively trade in buying up old W123 Mercedes, um, or acquiring them not completely mm. legally, should we say. Uh, and they put them in a con- eight to a container, they basically wow. cut the take the wheels off, cut the roof off at the door line. Really? Uh, and stack eight of them into a 40 foot container and off they go to a new life as a taxi. Yeah. Whereas well, and, then, the other side of the,
0: and then reassemble they, the roof afterwards. Yeah. Ta- Basically, yes, it back on. Yes,
1: weld the, weld the roof off. And it's the exact same way that if you remember the Peugeot 504. The do you,
0: Peugeot, do you, I was just about to say that the they, 504 disappeared completely because it ended up a taxi round the world, didn't it?
1: Yeah, and that's exactly where they all went. You struggle to find a 504. Their parts are worth much did more the than same, the car.
0: Did the same thing happen to the 505? Because I, I, I grew up on, or not on, but in, mercifully in, Peugeot <clears throat> 505 um, family I, estates. Um, I think and they've disappeared completely.
1: The 505, I suspect, didn't sell anywhere near as many. Mm. Uh, it was a bigger car. I, again, can only speak from a UK perspective, Uh, So I don't know. I mean, maybe a completely different case in France, in Germany, in Spain. Um, But certainly in the UK, they were a rarer car anyway because they were bigger and bigger meant thirstier for fuel. Mm -hmm. So they were less sold. I suspect, again, someone may want to correct me and just let them try. No. (laughs) Um, But if if someone does actually, if you own a 505 and you say, no, there were hundreds of them. They were everywhere.
0: God, and, i tell you what uh, I wanted. There was a... There was a. Um, these aren't TV cars at all now, are they? But, uh, no. uh They did a V6 version, a V6 executive version. They didn't mm. do it in estate. They only did it in saloon. And I was wowed by that. It was a late model one. Wheels, D- no doubt. Yeah, I yeah. D-E yes. D- D- Reg, kind of, you know, 87, 88, something like that. It was a, almost a run-out model. But that was a lovely car. And that had the... Um, PRV, V six engine. Anyway, back to back back to TV and film cars. Um so yeah, the W one twenty three, I loved that. It was one of those appearances on screen where at the end of it I wanted one. You know, I hadn't wanted one for ages, but, but I did afterwards. Which um so it was a four door? It was uh, a four, saloon. Four, four, four-door saloon. It was fairly uh, low-grade. It was like a 200 or a 230 or something. It was nothing. It was, mm. it was certainly a four-cylinder one. It may have been a diesel. The
1: the, the, the tricky thing, the Mercedes W123. Um, being Mercedes, uh, they made about 12 different models of it. Diesels and sort of straight sixes and four-cylinders and kind of everything from two-litre up to, well, I don't know, five liters possibly. I think
0: they no. Might I think have they no. They only did the 2.8 uh, Was it not a four
1: fifty.
0: No, no. There was uh, never there was never officially a V eight in it. Although I have actually driven uh, a five sixty version that mm. someone had made, and they'd done a terrific job. Uh, that was a real piece of kit and beautifully understated. No badging or anything. Wonderful. No, the biggest engine they did in that yeah was the two point eight straight six.
1: Okay, they did, yeah. So there was a 200, or a couple of 200s, 230 uh, with and without injection, 250, 280, two-liter diesel, 2.4 diesel, three-liter diesel, and a three-liter turbo diesel.
0: Yes, with that great.
1: I imagine was quite a nice thing. Great big badge um,
0: along the back that was nearly as long as the boot.
1: <laughs> the, the the thing with those, I've driven a couple. They apparently put different springs in every one because the engines were different weights. weights so yeah. Mercedes engineered front springs to suit the weight of each car so it rode perfectly, which is wonderful at the time when you're paying for all this fantastic engineering. But 30 years down the line, when uh, the tenth owner has just put in whatever springs fit, there's certainly an element of, you know, if you buy a W123 Mercedes and think, well, oh, this doesn't feel quite like it should, it could just be something as simple as it's got the wrong springs in it. Wow,
0: didn't know that. Yeah.
1: No, it surprised me. It's something I learned a few years back, but, you know, that was the, the level of engineering that Mercedes went
0: to. What's the most famous on-screen appearance, do you think?
1: Yeah, so you're saying W123s, so I'm thinking like No, wow. no. Um, <laughs> Some obscure um. Italian film. Um, uh, the most
0: is it... famous
1: on-screen car. Is it Kit? I think you would probably say the General Lee. Um, I mean, it depends who you ask. If Time you ask machine, a 12- DeLorean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ask a twelve-year-old, he's probably going to say something from Fast and the Furious. If you ask a sixty-year-old, he's maybe going to say Genevieve.
0: Um, but Eleanor. In, it's not, is it Eleanor? Fast and furious. Eleanor
1: from the uh, from the dreadful Gone in sixty seconds. Right? Gone in sixty.
0: Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, sorry, I've confused my um, films there.
1: That probably yes. I mean, there's an uh, there's certainly an argument to be made for the um the the newer Gone in sixty seconds. I urge everyone to check the original nineteen seventy four version. Um, just purely for the stunt work. <laughs> Don't <laughs> necessarily listen to
0: the dialogue. What about Christine?
1: Christine. A lot of people seem to know Christine, Now most people know the film and don't know what, what the car is. Fury. So you isn't it? find you uh, Christine was a nineteen fifty eight Plymouth. Everyone says, "Oh, it's a Plymouth Fury." It was a Plymouth Fury in the Stephen King book. When um, they made the film, no one actually ever said that Christine was a Fury. Um, but it was, though, wasn't it? The, it was in the book. What were you bang on? What was it on the film? film? It was a 1958 Plymouth. Now, without getting incredibly boring and putting everyone to sleep, um, Plymouth Fury well. was the top of the range. Plymouth Fury was the performance model, had the biggest engine, dual carbs, and in 57 and 58 was only available in buckskin beige, which was a kind of, well, beige with a white roof. Christine was obviously red. red Christine yeah. was shown on the production line in brilliant bright red. In the film, it's a red
0: Plymouth. So uh, back to the the most famous. We've got to pick the the most famous. And what what about um, uh, Sean Connery's Aston
1: DB five?
0: Yeah, yes, Goldf- Goldfinger. That was the its Goldfinger
1: first, yeah. and Thunderball. I think that mm-hmm. car was later used in as well. Yeah, I mean, hugely hugely popular to the point that it's still being featured in bond films it's Mm. going to be in the new uh new one no time to die um obviously not that db5 um but does does that one does
0: that one still exist Uh, yes there was surely 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 it's yes or no
1: (laughs) there was one film car there were two made for promotion ah as I understand it, and again, you know, pens at the ready, if if you know better, and I haven't got the information in front of me, so I'm going off the top of my head. That's right. I it's all right. They, haven't got,
0: they haven't got a pen because it's a computer. <laughs> so
1: the car had the gadgets fitted to it. You know, the the ejector seat, the roof opens up, etc. Um, when they'd finished filming Goldfinger, that was all. Yeah, you know, the roof was welded up. The stuff was taken off. And then it was sold as a second hand car and disappeared. It just went through a London dealership, off it went as another, you know, Silver wow. Birch DB five. Yeah. But they had they built another two that toured around the country and the identities have gone a little bit messed up. I know one of them Is this like one, is this like the
0: oldest pub? <laughs>
1: pretty much yeah you know the old oldest living man dies <laughs> yeah. um it's it's very much like that <laughs> and again and i as i understand it there isn't a proper it was used in screen on goldfinger db5 around um one of the ones that was seen as being the goldfinger car got stolen and has not yet been recovered when so when yeah. sometime in the
0: '90s, I think. Oh, okay, long time ago.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not recently.
0: And the Love Bug, was it the Love Bug? Yeah, called oh, love
1: yeah, heaven. yes. Um, Herbie the Beetle, yeah. Loads of them. I think they had about fifteen in the first uh, in the first film, designed to do different things, um, split in half, do wheelies, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, hugely popular. It's it's different. I mean, as you say, the DeLorean, Back to the Future.
0: I tell you what, Mike. I'm I'm sitting here because we hadn't pre-planned which we believe was the most famous. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I I'm I would go with the Delorean. I think that encompasses enough age ranges as well. Actually, of of audience. So, I uh, yeah. My 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 vote is Delorean. What is yours?
1: Probably the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard because that just seems to have such a fantastic following. As I say, I, I grew up watching Dukes of Hazard, so that sticks in my mind.
0: Other, um, other things from that show stick in my mind.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Duke, Luke, Luke Duke was a lovely man, wasn't he? <laughs> um, I think we all love a bit of Uncle Jesse. Uh, I guess the other one would be the Ghostbusters ecto
0: ambulance. Uh, the, the Cadillac um, conversion. Um
1: yes, um, nineteen fifty nine Cadillac. That was a car owned by Dan Aykroyd. Um and final final question <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no, still in <laughs> still <laughs> just cleaning it on uh, final question Mike um not which was the most popular but which would you drive home tonight.
1: I do really like the Ghostbusters ambulance. I've always, uh, always had a thing for hearses and big cars, and that's about as big as you can get, it's 21 foot long, and I think instantly recognisable by pretty much anyone. So yeah, that that would be my my first choice.
0: How About yourself, I don't know. It's a bit obvious, really, but I think. Well, mind you, they're all pretty obvious, aren't they? I think probably the Mark II Jag actually from Morse. Yeah, I, it's you know, I, as I say, it's a bit predictable, but it's a lovely car. Um, it's it, it, it's
1: it's a lovely car. It's the I've dashboard.
0: Those... The dashboard. The da- you know, I I can, I can live without a lot of the features, but I think that 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 dashboard with those um yeah massive instruments is just lovely. It's a really they nice... are a
1: wonderful wonderful car. I've mm. seen the actual screen used the Morse Jag, and there were a couple of them. Yeah. So I've seen one of them up close. And it was a reasonable example. The vinyl roof was pretty awful on it. Though.
0: They're not in stonking condition, are they? Or well, one of them, isn't
1: Well, there was... I know there are at least two, because uh, it's pretty rare for any film company just to just have one example of a car, because obviously if it breaks down yeah. you're stuff for that day's filming. Um, so there's normally at least a backup car, but there was a stunt of one built because they, they crashed it in one episode, didn't they? And they smashed it into the side of a car or something. So... <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, hang on, Uh, that was the episode with the Masons in it. Okay, I think because his car gets vandalised as well. Ah, okay. And it goes off to the body shop. Maybe I'm confusing two episodes.
1: I know one of the cars ended up in the States, along with most of the cars that were in the cars of the Star Museum,
0: because
1: when that closed, obviously they went to auction and people in the States had the most money
0: from the biggest
1: car museums, so that's where a lot of the stuff has ended up.
0: Now, after some rigorous post-show research, uh, I'm still not certain in which episode the jag got stuffed. I was right about the vandalism in Masonic Mysteries, but the accident, not so sure. Maybe it was the first episode. Perhaps you can help. Let me know. Next time, we rake over some memories of the past, ours and others, when we ask the question we've all agonised over before. Which do you wish you hadn't sold? Hopefully you'll join me again. On Carchum. Pip, pip. Yep. Said it again.